Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and really excited to have Craig Clare join me as well as our guest, Brad Clement, Perfect Game CEO. And some of you may be wondering what Perfect Game is, but they've made quite the name for themselves over the years in the youth baseball and travel baseball landscape, um, getting involved in a lot of different areas and really excited to dive into, you know, America's pastime game with Brad and Fred who have been in it for longer than, uh, you know, longer than anyone uh, in terms of... Character member, yes. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) hey, let's let's just say a lot of years. Um, So, Brad, you know, with that said, welcome to the podcast and and excited to have you on. Well, thank Thank you very much for inviting me, guys. It's uh, it's a real honor to be on with you, Jake, and anytime we can... uh, we can visit with someone of uh, Fred's uh, experience and uh, greatness in the game. Uh, it, it's, it's humbling. Well, Brad, great to uh, connect again. And um, we have our connections from uh, the journey of baseball uh, on several different fronts. In fact, I remember at a um, time your son Jeff was drafted that I was in New York and helping MLB.com at that time uh, cover and commenting on the uh, draft. And uh, it was exciting to be there. And I know that that was an exciting day uh, for you, certainly, with uh, Jeff's uh, entry into professional baseball. Well, no question. That uh, that goes back a few years now, obviously, 2005. And uh, I know you're from uh, Southern California. And interestingly, the way uh, the way the season worked uh, that year for the Trojans, he, he played at the USC, as, as you know, and they had just won the regional at Long Beach the night before, went to the IF game, won that on a Monday night, if I'm remembering correctly. And then the next morning, the draft, and of course, much different than today, uh, Fred and Jake, it was, uh, uh, was done over the internet, uh, but there was no TV, and uh, we, we, met, uh, we met at the uh, baseball offices at USC, and of course, Mike Gillespie and his staff were there, and uh, another icon uh, from Southern California, but uh, that was a great memory. Thanks, uh, thanks for allowing uh, an old guy like me to reminisce, Fred. <laughs> well, I Brad. think I think the other thing, uh, Brad, that it really represents is um, not only your family's uh, uh, experience in the game, but um, uh, your longtime experience. I mean, people uh, who know Perfect Game and who know baseball and who know showcase events. I think of all of that in terms of uh, more or less modern day baseball. Uh, but what has always impressed me about you, Brad, is your uh, long term and long time interest uh, for much, much, uh, most of your life, going back even to your high school involvement and coaching. And so I think that um, what you bring to it with that type of, uh, of background is uh, is most important. But I think maybe the way to um, to start, Brad, is give a little background on your involvement and the evolution of Perfect Game. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Fred. Happy to do that. And uh, the way that uh, the baseball gods uh, 
always connect the dots is interesting and certainly was the case with Perfect Game. Uh, but before Perfect Game became an entity in the mid-90s, um, I was a uh, baseball coach, uh, high school teacher, and then a longtime school administrator in Marshalltown, Iowa, which is roughly an hour from Cedar Rapids where the Perfect Game headquarters now are. I was finished with my coaching career a few years before uh, Perfect Game started. And Jerry Ford, the founder and still very active president of Perfect Game in the mid-90s, uh, Fred, we remember those days back yes. then. At that, time, at that time, the recruiting calendar and the scouting calendar was much different than it is now. And it was almost all done uh, when the prospects were seniors in high school. And Iowa played summer baseball and still does. And so they were a little bit behind and probably underscouted and under-recruited at that point in time. And Jerry Ford and his family and the other uh, original partners with Perfect Game wanted to do something to help Iowa prospects. So the way those dots were connected, as my own kids were growing, uh, they became involved in the spring leagues and the fall leagues that were Iowa-based only at that time uh, to kind of fill the gap. And I got to know the Ford family and the people involved, and they're just tremendous people with obviously great vision. And one thing led to another, and at the same time, the whole uh, proliferation of the youth, uh, travel youth sports industry, including baseball, was uh, was was happening. And uh, they just did a tremendous job because Jerry's mission has always been to help grow the game of baseball. In this case, it was to help Iowa prospects. And obviously, it's evolved into much, much more than that. But that's still at the heart of Perfect Games mission. And our core values are to try and get as many people involved in the great game that we love and keep them involved and allow them to play at their highest level possible. Certainly not all players, in fact, very few, as you know from your history, uh, are able to play professionally and even uh, a much, much smaller uh, percentage of those make it to the major leagues. But we do know, and Commissioner Manfred mentioned from the very first day that he took over, that uh, if, if they're involved in playing, chances are much better that they're going to become lifelong fans. And that's really what... Uh, what, what Jerry Ford's mantra was was always about and continues to be about to this day. Great, great background. So, Brad, as, as you talked a little bit about what it's become, and there's a lot of different aspects to Perfect Game, and um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that maybe you guys have um, figured out from a niche perspective in terms of the world of showcase baseball and and travel and the recruiting process and then maybe how it has become a business? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, from those meager beginnings in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, to where it is now is significantly different. And uh, uh, as we talked a bit earlier, part of it is just the way the world has changed and technology has helped as well. But uh, the recruiting and the scouting uh, happens much earlier now, and uh, travel baseball has become a much, much more important part.
part of that than what it was before. We still work very closely with high school programs. Uh, we support them and even the local uh, youth league, be it Little League or some of the others, we support those as well because anytime you're playing the great game of baseball, it's a good thing. Uh, but as uh, prospects and players grow, it gives them a much bigger opportunity to compete against other players at various levels uh, across the country. And that's been something that has just uh, grown over time uh, to the point last year where I think perfect game, it was somewhat over, uh, over uh, 17,000 teams played in perfect game tournaments. Now those are not all unique teams because some teams play in many of our events and uh, we hosted over 1,100 total events uh, from, from youth through uh, the highest level and uh, played, I think, over 26,000 games. So that's the tournament side of baseball. And, Jake, you mentioned showcases uh, where those are held uh, regionally and then up to national uh, showcases as well, and we hold those all over the country. And what those do is allow players from different parts of the country to compete against each other, show their uh, skills in a variety of ways to not only uh, professional scouts of all 30 uh, organizations, but also uh, to the uh, hundreds of uh, recruiters uh, from all levels, from lower level uh, NC2A, NAIA, uh, a junior college, uh, come and watch the prospects perform at perfect game events. So that's uh, at, the, at the nexus of what we do. And then obviously we try to work really closely or as closely as we can with Major League Baseball to make sure that there is uh, a path for entry to maybe those that are underserved in different areas of the country that can also participate uh, in perfect game events and, and continue playing at uh, their highest level as well. No, that's amazing. And, and I, you know, to think uh, how many events, how many games are played and really the platform that's been created where, you know, the, the scouting, you know, professionals and the player development professionals, et cetera, can, you know, across the country really access the best talent there is Um you know, for the most part in their centralized location of where they are, they don't really have to travel a whole lot, right? They're, you know, pretty much the travel teams come to, you know, whether it's Cobb, you know, Cobb County in Georgia, right? And they play all those games. And um, I know you're expanding in different locations. Um, and maybe, you know, you can touch on that a little bit later in, in terms of uh, expanding across the country. But Fred, going back to your general manager days with, the, you know, your, your, pro scouts and your amateur scouts and finding the talent where you needed to, did this really exist? And, and was it just a lot harder for guys to get their jobs done and a lot more travel? Well, it was more uh, difficult. Clearly the game has changed dramatically. And uh, that is the, uh, the evolution of, uh, of any business. Uh, as Brad knows, I've always been a big, big believer in scouting, in player development. And those were areas in Dodger days uh, when we placed a lot of emphasis in terms of um, 
recognizing talent, uh, uh, seeking out the best talent. I always took a lot of pride in the tremendous scouts that we had and the hard work that they did. But you're right, Jake, in terms of uh, today and uh, with the evolution of the game uh, and with perfect game, it becomes, uh, in that sense, much easier when you have all of these uh, great young players coming together in one location. Uh, they came together in various locations and tournaments and certainly uh, Youth League and uh, the top of that, an amateur, the College World Series. But never have we had as much talent uh, coming together. So, uh, and I, that's, that's reflected in the... Um, in the record that's now been established by those young players who have been part of the perfect game program and who've gone on to major league rosters and major league stardom. But Brad, one of the areas of interest, you know, our podcast is life in the front office. And, and the real uh, emphasis of this is helping young people find a career in sports. It doesn't have to be the front office because uh, you're when you're in the front office or you're you're in sports and your own career path in terms of uh, the evolution of that. But I wonder what thoughts you have uh, from what you're seeing uh, in terms of um, opportunities that may exist for young people who don't have the talent to qualify for a, uh, a perfect game uh, role. Uh, because that's really the elite of the game. But I know within your own organization, the perfect game and the way that the company is built out with positions in administration and communication and event management, internships, marketing, et cetera. But you see a landscape of players and facilities. So what guidance can you give young people with an interest in baseball and in sports where they may think about opportunities uh, to spend their careers there. Well, that's a great thought and question, Fred. Thanks for uh, giving me an opportunity to opine on that a little bit. First of all, uh, following uh, your love and your passion for the game will always connect you with people and places that are opportunities if, uh, if young people look for them. Uh, the end of our playing days always comes at different times and different places, as you mentioned. But uh, we, uh, Perfect Game, we have a full-time staff of uh, somewhere around 85 people. And we actually, during our event season, uh, you know, part-time staff in the thousands, counting, you know, umpires, workers at various events, uh, and, and so on. So there is an opportunity that way. And almost all of our top-line uh, staff began as an intern at Perfect Game sometime in the past, and they just showed that passion and work ethic and uh, continued on to do great things in a variety of capacities that you mentioned, whether it was administratively or as a scout or as a tournament director, uh, that sort of thing. And it's, it's, again, the connections. The bottom line is it's always... And as you mentioned, Fred, your illustrious career with the Dodgers and uh, the scouting that goes back, uh, you know, past your days and, and sure. just the emphasis that was placed on that with the Dodgers 
and other organizations. That's what Jerry Ford was at heart. He is still a scout, and he was a small college coach uh, in addition to scouting when he started Perfect Game. And his belief, which is still true, is the more information that you can give scouts and and recruiters to make better decisions, the better. And as you mentioned, you know, the world of baseball has changed. It's not just what you see on the field now. Uh, it's the analytics, and Fred, you've been involved in that and have continued to be a lifelong learner uh, in, in that area as well. So you know that uh, you know, very, very well. But it's, it's the information that's uh, garnered and can be shared, uh, the number of uh, website hits that we have at perfectgame.org is phenomenal. The uh, analytics that scouts and uh, college recruiters can find on our player profile, player profiles all help to put the prospects in the right place to continue to play the game as, as long as they can. And then you also mentioned how to get involved. We work really closely with, uh, with MLB and the Breakthrough Series and Tony Regan's in his uh, division and uh, actually run a play ball event or two in conjunction with ours and getting young kids involved. And it's really making a difference as we look at the uh, statistics, not perfect game statistics, but overall the uh, number of players or the number of kids that are involved in baseball and softball is growing again now. And, of course, what we'd like to do at Perfect Game is not only help accentuate that growth, but keep them involved uh, in the game longer than what maybe they would have in the past. And, and when you keep them involved, then they realize oftentimes, hey, that's something I'd like to be involved with potentially as a career. And then there are different entry points, whether it's with MLB, Perfect Game, uh, college, or any other number of entities uh, surrounding the uh, baseball industry uh, that open themselves uh, to that. Brad, as, as you know, you just hit on the foundation piece of it, right? That the, the bigger game, the big leagues, the, it can't grow unless in theory you guys grow and help it grow um, and help the interest, you know, continue to um, improve, you know, year after year, and there's a lot of competition out there, right? There's not only competition um, for yourselves from a tournament perspective and, you know, where teams are going to play and all that, but there's also competitions uh, against sports, right? Football, basketball, soccer, you know, et cetera. How do you, from a business standpoint, approach those, um, not necessarily hurdles, but challenges that uh, is going to be ever-changing as, you know, sports grow uh, and the years go on? Well, that's a good question, Jake. Uh, It's a multifaceted approach that has to be taken. Looking at it from the the young players, certainly players specialize at a much earlier age than they used to. And that's, uh, you know, that has both, it's both a blessing and a curse. Uh, We certainly would prefer... Uh, and or at least support athletes that are playing a variety of sports. We just want them to keep playing baseball for sure. <laughs> and if it becomes time for them to select one sport, 
then that gives them a better chance to play baseball. And I think it's just showing how great the game is. And certainly there are nuances and changes that happen over time, but baseball is the one sport that generation over generation has remained very similar on the field. And as we know, it's, you don't have to be a freak of nature from a uh, size standpoint to play this great game. And so it, it opens itself up to maybe more opportunities than what some of the other sports do, nothing against those other sports. So keeping players involved and showing them the opportunities that there are uh, is, is certainly a big part of that game. But Brad, it's uh, it's clear that you are continuing to grow, and I know that the um, more than the plans, but the operation already is in the works for a new gigantic uh, state-of-the-art facility. So tell us about the, when we speak of growth, uh, what's taking place there as you um, make the plans to move from your. Um, current location in in Iowa yeah and and, and understand that our uh, our origins are in Iowa but most of the uh, business that we do happens outside the state of Iowa just because baseball is played all over the country and, and certainly in warmer climates than the Midwest <laughs> uh, in the middle of the winter that's for sure uh, but we have a, you mentioned a new facility we have a, a new national event headquarters that will be uh, opening in 2021 in Hutto, Texas. Hutto is a suburb of uh, Austin in central Texas. Wonderful location. A lot of baseball is played in Texas, and it's also easy to get to from everywhere in the country. And the plan is to have 24 all-turf fields in one complex uh, where we will have many of our national events will be located. Now, in addition to that, we will still have regional sites, and we're looking to expand those. We'll, uh, we'll certainly have sites that continue in, in the Atlanta area and in the southeast at Birmingham and Florida. Uh, we're, we're look, we have a, a new site that's opened right outside of Cedar Rapids in the last year in the Midwest, and we're targeting uh, other areas of growth in, uh, out west. Uh, we do a lot of business uh, in the Phoenix area, utilizing many of the spring training sites when they're not available, but looking to expand out west in the uh, Midwest, further east from, from where Iowa is in the Ohio area. And uh, we do a lot of business also in the northeast and mid-Atlantic states and are looking toward the Northwest as well in different ways. So our plan is to have a national event location and then have multiple regional sites, some of which are already in place. Uh, but, but to have the nation covered in the next three to five years. And then also uh, there'll be some uh, exciting growth uh, internationally as well. Now to do that, we also know that we need to more from more an exposure event company and get more into the development phases of baseball to help prospects continue to improve as well. We have about not quite 1,400 alumni who have played 
already in Major League Baseball. And, and first and foremost, we don't take credit for them making it to the Major Leagues. Their own ability and hard uh, work ethic uh, are what allows them to do that. We just provide the platform. But we know that with that platform, if we can get into helping players develop in a safe way uh, and increase their skills and development, they have a chance to do more at a higher level uh, as well. So those are all parts of uh, parts of our growth uh, moving forward. Brad, as you, as you have the uh, various events, and again, I want to keep on target with our young people that it seems uh, as though that uh, there would be an opportunity with each event. Um, you, you need uh, young people to help. And as you mentioned, many of your current employees started as interns. So the young man who may be living in an area where a perfect game is coming, he sees that it's coming to the area or he can track that on your website. What's your suggestion for that person to make an inquiry to see if there's some role that he or she might play? Great question. Simply reach out to staff at perfectgame.org and uh, that will and, and, and share the interest that uh, there might be in, in getting involved with the Perfect Game event. Uh, just recently over Martin Luther King weekend, we had a, a tournament. We had three tournaments, one in the Phoenix area, one in uh, Fort Myers, uh, Florida and uh, one in Texas and we need people to work right. in all of those events right. and uh, that's also the case uh, throughout the year of course most of our events happen after the high school season is over through uh, through the fall but uh, just reach out and we're happy to visit with anyone who uh, who may have interest right. uh, in an area that we're uh, currently in Brad, I had the um, opportunity this morning to have breakfast with uh, a young man, a longtime friend who I've had the opportunity to mentor through many years. And, you know, you may know him and, you know, the family. And that young man is Pete Pishori of the very well-known Pishori baseball family. And, um, you know, uh, Pete has a nonprofit. I'm honored to be the chairman and the carry and the uh, the company, the nonprofit, the organization, is Character Loves Company, and um, we are um, uh, making uh, an effort to um, try to be of whatever assistance that we can be in terms of the game, and uh, and totally as a nonprofit because Brad, one one difficult subject for all of us and a sad subject is what baseball faces today. And certainly um, one of the saddest uh, turn of events that I've ever been involved with in my uh, years in the game and years of following the game, um, where uh, we have um, people who certainly acted without character in what has been um, determined and acted upon by Major League Baseball so I, I want to get your thoughts about what Perfect Game does in terms of teaching more than the game, of teaching uh, the character and the integrity that's needed if our game is going to continue to flourish. Well, that's a great thought, Fred, and uh, you're right on the recent happenings uh, that have uh, 
come up and they dealt with Harsley and hopefully will help take care of that. The character counts. That's all there is to it. Uh, one thing I might share, Fred, that here and then I'll get to your uh, specific question is that uh, we have a foundation that is uh, really taking uh, uh, Lot, getting a lot of traction you know, called Perfect Game Cares. It's, uh, exactly what you had talked about with your foundation trying to get uh, the very many uh, varied ways of keeping people involved, whether it's baseball or outside of baseball, for particularly those that might be underserved. And uh, I think that's a responsibility for all of us. In regard to your specific question about developing the character uh, where we feel like that's an important part of that development, getting into the development side. Uh, it's at least as important as the skill development yes. and the strength and conditioning and all of those things. And it's incumbent upon all of us to be working together uh, in different ways to, to achieve those goals. Um, and, and certainly, if we all start at the grassroots level, um, we'll have a much better chance for success as these uh, uh, players, athletes, and uh, prospects grow. Yes. Well, and, and Brad, on top of that, I mean, I know it's um, character is a thing in itself, but, but also the academic world as well, which kind of ties into the character piece a little bit in – uh, you guys have an all-academic showcase, right, where, where um, players and athletes with, you know, exceptional grades uh, all come to play, and it's an invite-only thing, if I'm, if I'm correct, and you know, you've got your Ivy League schools there and such. So, you know, certainly making sure that that's a point of emphasis and, um, you know, understanding that, that it's not just uh, baseball, to your point, uh, about that everyone's career comes to an end at some point, just different for everyone, right? Well, 100%. Great, great thought on the uh, academic piece because uh, regardless of whether it's the Ivy League or the highest levels of D1, uh, players, uh, all of the prospects have to reach a certain level before they can participate uh, at that level. And then the other side of it, and I think it's a tremendous opportunity for growth at Perfect Game as well, is all of these, and they're not to be an Ivy League, it can be a, a Division three that doesn't give scholarships, but almost all of them have a baseball program. So if we're doing what we're saying we're doing, uh, that helps fulfill that opportunity to continue to play and enjoy it at, at a level beyond the travel baseball and the high school and the youth level. And if we're doing that, we're actually helping uh, student-athletes achieve something that's uh, much more important than just the game on the field. I, I, I agree, Brad, and I've had the honor to uh, see that firsthand with the opportunity um, a few years ago to teach the first sports business class at Caltech. And as you know, the uh, coach uh, who was there uh, at the time that I was teaching, uh, Matt Marks, a great young man, uh, who um, was involved with Perfect Game. And to see the improvement and to see these incredibly bright and gifted young people get a chance to continue to play the game of baseball or to play, as you say, any sport as they 
advance in their college education is a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. And I've certainly seen that firsthand with uh, uh, such a prestigious university, uh, which now is incorporating sports and the importance of sports really more than it ever has in its history. And, uh, and we need that. Uh, we need that. We need the, the well-rounded um, people uh, who are going to be our, our leaders um, of the future. Well, well said. And you talk about Caltech. That's one of the creme de la creme institutions uh, across the country. And then the other thing that it ties back to is a topic we talked about a little bit earlier in the discussion was, uh, Fred, you know from your uh, wonderful background in front offices at all levels, including the highest, the number of executives there are now that are coming from institutions of higher learning yes. like that is incredible. Would not uh, a generation ago or even 10 years ago, perhaps, we couldn't have guessed that the growth would be that way. And, and that elevates the game uh, as well by getting uh, our best and our brightest involved at different levels. No question. Brad, one, one thing as we wrap up the episode to your point right there, and is there something that you guys are doing, whether it's with technology or different partnerships that you guys are creating uh, that is helping in that analytical space uh, to provide you know, the information that, that the organizations or the USA Baseballs of the world are, are trying to get their hands on of, of the young talent? Well, I think it goes back to what we talked about before, uh, really the, the vision of Jerry Ford wanting to make sure that the best information was available to decision makers at all levels. And the biggest growth in that in the last uh, decade, at least, has been in the area of analytics. So it's always hard to stay ahead of the curve, but what we're trying to do is partner with best-in-class companies that can help us do that because if we can work together, we're actually helping the prospects and the players that we see, which obviously then is helping the game grow as well. So kind of a right. general statement, but uh, there, there are so many specifics, and uh, it's a challenge uh, to, to stay on top of that, but there are many, many great uh, tech companies out there that are uh, that are working on that, and we, we like to uh, think that we want to work hand-in-hand hand with those uh, best-in-class companies. Brad, I, I got – that's uh, A, awesome, and, and B, I got one more thing for you, and, and Fred will – We'll add any last thoughts, but when you when you reflect back on your journey thus far and where you guys have gotten with Perfect Game and you know your career as a high school coach and administrator, um, you know sometimes people don't think of things necessarily in a in a perspective that you you may and and you know you think about the the recruiting process and the coaching process and the skills that you acquire and what it teaches you along the way and how it's helped you probably with what you're doing now and being able to understand the other pieces around you, right, in terms of how people are trying to do their jobs and how you might be able to help them. Um, what's maybe one thing that you've learned along the way that uh, you might be able to pass along to others? Yeah, that's a, a really, really good thought and question. 
I think, first of all, just how blessed I've been personally to be involved in the game and so many great people that are in the game. And uh, there's not a better example than the people that are involved with Perfect Game. They really care uh, to begin with. And then to answer maybe more specifically, the interconnectedness of all the things that we've talked about and how it all counts. And yet the one common element of all of it is most of all, it's the people. If you associate with good people and your mission and your values are true, we can continue to accomplish great things that not only help the organization, but more importantly, help the game and society as a whole. Well, Brad, I, I, uh, I think that is well said and, um, and uh, uh, continuing to uh, learn about your mission and to see that um, mission um, moving forward to help promote the game, to help inspire young players to use our game uh, as something that can really benefit our youth uh, is, um, is as good as it gets. So we really appreciate you being with us and um, keep up the great work for what you're doing for the game. It's been my pleasure, uh, guys. Thanks for uh, including me on this. and uh, happy to assist at any time in the future.